Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. We back for another one this week. Me, Unqualified Errol, and y'all know the co-host. I'm going to let him introduce himself because I don't want to mess up his name. He's special. Unqualified shot, man. I'm in the building. How you doing, Errol? Man, I'm doing awesome, man. How about yourself? Oh, man, you know, I'm feeling good, feeling good, despite despite people stealing from me. I'm feeling good, you know? People stealing from you? Yeah, man. <coughs> you oh. know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody stole from, must be somebody from New Orleans that stole from you. That's what they, hell you know, no. we, we ain't doing that. Oh, we not, oh. We not doing that. Okay. Uh, okay, well, we're you know, okay. That. Happy Mardi Gras to you. You didn't police not be done all that. Shout out to Ian, man. Shout, shout out to Ian. Oh. oh. Well, let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we going to keep it. Yeah, let's, let's keep it pushing, dog, because we don't need to go into the rap sheet and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, Here you look, go. Look. Here you go. You right, dog. We're going to uh, move forward. But before we move forward, bro, one thing I want to do, we want to congratulate uh, – at Kena, Sco- Kena underscore me, I believe is her name, for winning those Pelicans uh-huh. tickets that she's going to tomorrow. I hope you enjoy yourself. Make sure you take plenty of pictures. We appreciate you for uh, liking and following our show, following our pages, participating. We appreciate it. Make sure you take Buku pictures. Make sure you tell everybody where you got the tickets from. Unqualified Sports looked out for you. Look out for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, now it's time to get into the show. I ain't thinking. I'm salty. I ain't doing. <laughs> I feel you. I, no, I, no, I feel you, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little salty. But now, nah, congratulations to you, kid. You know, you deserve it. You, yeah. you've been rocking with us since day one, so that's our little treat for you. We truly, truly appreciate it. So we'll get right to the show, man. It's been a lot of stuff been happening. I mean, we didn't have. Trades that we never discussed. We didn't have an all-star game that happened, which my roster actually beat your roster. Uh, we didn't have. You've been uh, dying to say that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, had, had to go ahead and put it out there, you know. Uh, but you know, we had that happen. The dunk contest, three-point shootout, all these good things. But some news broke this week. Uh, I've actually heard it this way: uh, Zion Williamson incredible hawked his shoe. Uh, and hurt his knee, so he got injured in the first, a little bit over, a little bit past the first thirty seconds of uh, the Duke North Carolina game. Yep. Come to find out, he had a, he got a, a right, you know, a knee strain. Um, it actually devastated Duke in that moment because they could never actually get back into the game. The rhythm was off. Um, the defense was off. Rotations, everything. Excuse me, everything just seemed um, kind of like a distraction after that. Like it just wasn't correct. Um, so my question to you, you know, it came out big since that happened with him and he's like the number one prospect and, you know, rightfully so. Um, how do you feel about one, him playing for the rest of the season? Um, I understand both sides of the argument. Like, I understand why he would play, you know, nobody wants to feel like they're abandoning their team or they think they're bigger than the team. And, you know, you want to win a national championship. Everybody knows this is the only year he's going to spend in college. So I understand why he's going 
injury wasn't serious. But on the flip side, it could have been serious. And it could have cost him millions and millions and millions of dollars at the next level. I mean, it's a big difference between being drafted first and being drafted six or fifth even. You know, it's a, it's a big monetary difference. Right. And I probably would have shut it down, though. My father would have said, okay, I've I shown what I needed to show. I've proven what I needed to prove to everybody. I would probably just go ahead and just shut it down, man, and, and ride off. And ride off into the sunset as the number one pick. Right, right. I, trust me, I I totally agree. Uh, one thing, I, I, I commend him because he wants to play. Um, from my understanding, he's a great teammate. So all all of, all of his teammates, you know, love him dearly so they went checked on him uh-huh. made sure he was okay and you know he he plays for them you know more than just himself so um very selfless player um so i mean i commend him for that i mean that's the type of character you want as a you know as an nba player those, those teams look for those those uh intangible things you know what i'm saying so i i really respect that but i'm with you one thing i did find out if he would have severely hurt himself he has a hundred million dollar policy that they would have to pay him if he ended up getting hurt and he can't play basketball. So I didn't realize that he would have got broke off anyway, but it's still, that's only that's so only if he could never play again, right? Right. That's yeah. Yeah. But, but at the same time, that's a lot of money, but that's not, he potentially could max way past that. Um, you know, with a yeah. healthy NBA career. So, um, you know, I probably would shut it down myself just, just, yeah. just for the, you know, I wouldn't say the fear of it, but just to be safe. Um, but yep. one thing, another, a lot of other people have been, you know, discussing a lot about is um, how they had tickets that was right at ten, ten thousand um, dollars. Some seats was three thousand dollars. You know, these Super Bowl prices, and none of these players are getting paid. And I'm trying to figure out why did they have to charge so much to go to a college basketball game where they don't even pay. The talent. Um, I I think a lot of people are outraged about it, especially with him getting injured in this game. Um, how do you feel about that? I know we kind of got into those these type of things before, but how how is it making the NCAA look now? Um, I have the same stance I've been having on it. Like I feel like the players should be paid. The only thing is, though, you have to draw the line and figure. Well, if you pay some people, you got to pay all. Unless you come up with a way, you know, even if you don't pay them for playing, you can pay for using their image, their likeness, uh, for selling a, a twin, number 23 Michael Jordan jersey that just don't have Jordan on the back because you can't put, you know, because right. you can't sell personalized stuff like that. You should at least pay them for that if you're going to sell stuff that has a player's likeness or image. And they got to find a way do something for these kids, man, because the type of money they're bringing in and their living situation, it's not equal enough. I mean, if I'm selling jerseys and I'm putting thousands of people in the stands and people paying thousand dollars for tickets to see me and I'm struggling, you know, I'm eating noodles and my mom is homeless or uh, whatever the case may be, you know, that they, the two don't correlate. So right. I, I feel like that's inexcusable for them not to have some type of policy in place where they could at least pay these people a couple of dollars. It's, and it doesn't have to be huge money, 
because Duke Duke probably made two or three million dollars that night, easy. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I'm I'm more on some stuff. I I don't know how to I don't know how to figure out how to do the compensation. But I think they need yeah. to at least let go of some rules where let a player like Zion, let a player like R.J. Barrett, or whoever is a star like your guy from, uh, I don't know his name, I forget his name, it's uh, from Murray State, I want to say, let these guys make money off their likeness. You know what I'm saying? Let them let them be able to sell their own merchandise and, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Let them make let them be able to profit off what they, what they, what they are presenting on the court. I mean... That's the basically the name of the game. That's one of the reasons LeBron James is very marketable. Steph Curry is very marketable. They can make money outside of just basketball because of who they are and how they perform on the court. So, you know, I think you should allow those those men to become entrepreneurs. It's like we saying, oh, no, you're in college and you're playing for our team. You can't even go out and make your own money right now because you play for us. Like, I think. That's backwards. That's ass backwards. Matter of fact, it's just not right uh, for you to uh, not allow a grown man that you are using for your benefit not to be able to uh, make some type of uh, progress in a financial way, but you making all the progress. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, so I, I just think I don't know how to figure out the compensation, but I know that Duke sold ten thousand dollar tickets and Zion almost potentially could have lost this whole season because of a Nike tennis shoe that also is a part of Duke's whole culture. So it's like, it's like which Duke is getting paid for them to wear those Nikes, uh, which yeah. Nike is going to make more money from it because he the one broke the shoe. It's like, it, you know, it's, it's too much money being made to say that these players you know, it's just like, oh, well, y'all going to get paid on the next level. Now, all y'all work together. Figure it out. Um, well, if he, it looks like he's going to play for the remainder of the season. Um, what do you think Duke's chances of winning the national championship this year? I mean, we still got a great chance. If Zion, you know, comes back from his injury, it's 100%, which I'm assuming he will. I mean, it's a least spread. Not nothing too damaging. If he comes back and returns to normal normal form, then I think they'll be fine. I mean, we got probably three top five, top six picks on one team. You know, you expect it. They're going to be heavily favored. They're going to be expected to win. But you still got to go out there and actually do it, you know. And with a young team, anything can happen, man. I'm telling you, I haven't seen young teams lose to good veteran teams because of the inexperience. So, I'm not saying they're shooing, but if I was to pick someone, I would probably pick Duke. And I hate to say that, because I hate to. Right, because you're a huge Kansas fan, correct? Yes, sir. Rock, Chuck, G-Hugs. So, so, are you a... This didn't dawn on me to the other day. Are you a big Joe L. B. fan? Yeah, I love Joe L. B. I love his game. I think he, he has the potential to be the best big man in the NBA. If he can just stay healthy, you know, right, which he's right. been doing a, a better a better job of lately. He, he's played pretty much every game this season, besides a couple of knickknack injuries where he missed like a game or two. But for the most part, he's been pretty healthy. And he's healthy, man. He, she's dominant, bro. I love Joel. Yeah, he is, man. He is. I, I wish I wish we uh 
would have had more time to talk about more about Joel Embiid. I guess we can kind of throw him in our MVP conversation. We can have we're gonna have in a little bit just an honorable mention him. But um, moving actually on to the to the NBA, um, you know it's troubling uh troubling paradise as they like to say. Um, the Lakers are back. They came back. They had a great win against the Rockets. And then they came back home and kind of got punished. Well, they came to Louisiana and got punished by the, by the Pelicans. The Anthony Davis less, I guess, in a sense, not that much Anthony Davis uh, Pelicans. Um, I, I don't know if this is going to be an up-and-down roller coaster for the Lakers for the remainder of this season. Uh, you know, cl- clearly they're going to be asking LeBron a lot of questions since he's back playing. And he said he activated uh-huh. his – he he he's activated now and not this that and other. Do you think the Lakers will make the playoffs? They are currently in the tenth spot in the West. Man, it's tough for me to answer because you know I love I love the Lakers diehard fan. I don't know, man. If, if, but if I had to guess, if I had to pick one way or another, I'm gonna say yes just because they have LeBron James, and as long as you have LeBron. You got a shot. Like you have, you have a shot against any team at any given moment. Just like they beat the Rockets. Uh, I think I believe that was Thursday. Yeah. They beat the Rockets Thursday, and they was down 19 in the third quarter. LeBron got it going. England got it going, and you know they went on to come back from 19 points down and beat them. And that's one of the better teams in the league right now. So at any given time, man, if you have LeBron James. We got a shot. So, if I was a betting man, my money is that the Lakers squeeze in the playoffs and probably get swept by Golden State. Well, that was that was actually about to be my next question. Should they just be going for the AC, or should they be trying to get seventh or sixth or something to that effect? <laughs> yeah, no, they need to get to seven or six. <laughs> but I don't know if they will get to seven or six. It's gonna be tough, man. They gotta literally. I mean, you can't drop games like they dropped last night for the Pelicans. I mean, that's just inexcusable. Okay, a Pelicans team without Anthony Davis, come on, man. Right. Like, there's no reason why you should be losing to that team. Even with Anthony Davis, you shouldn't be losing to that team. Not the way they playing this shit at all. You should not. You're absolutely correct. Right. You're absolutely correct. Because even though they have pretty good players on that team, uh, with Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, they still not playing well this year just because of all the drama that's basically surrounding that organization. So, um, I do want to say this, though. I, I watched a, I watched a, a good bit of the Lakers and Rockets game. Brandon Ingram, you know, he got the – he really got the KD comparison, which was very ill-advised, very immature, uh, uh, not smart basketball talk to me because that game is completely different. He plays nothing like KD, nothing. KD and Brandon Ingram, to me, are completely two different basketball players offensively. But one player I think he could mold, he he should try to be more like, is more like Giannis. I think he got a build like Giannis. He can't shoot the ball quite like, you know, Giannis can't shoot the ball that well. He can't necessarily shoot the ball that well as far as long-range shooting. But um, I think if he in attack mode, he has an advantage in most situations. And uh, so I watched him, and I think that he he kind of he kind of went to this attack mode, and I was like, okay, I see an aggressive Brandon Ingram going to the goal, you know, trying to make plays and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, 
if he keep this up, um, I think the Lakers can do something to make the playoffs if he can stay aggressive like that because he really a matchup problem. He just don't play like he a matchup problem a lot of the times, but he a matchup problem. And that's something to exploit. Um, hopefully the Lakers can. We'll see. I want them to make the playoffs, but I kind of I don't know if I want to see them play Golden State in the first round. But it'll be just the story that happens for LeBron to play Golden State in the first round of the playoffs to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. And hopefully it plays out, man. You know, because we both die hard Lakers fans. I don't know if you heard me say that when you said it earlier, but, you know. Die hard, you know. Yeah, I bleed, get I bleed out of purple here. and gold, you know what I'm get saying? Get out of here. But, uh. <laughs> get out of here, man. Get oh, here. yeah. I'm not buying the hype, bro. I'm not buying the hype. Well, the Rockets, um. The Rockets actually, they play, I know you're saying they're a pretty good team, and I'm I'm using this to lead into the MVP talk, because the Rockets actually played Golden State um, last night and came out with the victory. The funny thing about it was they had no James Harden. Um, they actually took like a 15 points, 15 or 16 point lead in the first quarter. It was like 16-0. Um, up, yeah, they, they was dominating from the the tip, they kind of, you know, Golden State, being Golden State, they, you know, they made a run. But they basically got handled basically that entire game. Uh, they never had control of the game. Um, and without James Harden, they won. Now, James Harden is an MVP candidate. He's had, he has great numbers. Um, There's three, basically, MVP candidates to discuss. And like I said, an honorable mention with Joel Embiid because he actually is having an awesome season as well. But you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George, James Harden. Not particularly in that order. Who is your MVP? Okay, let me hear you say Giannis' last name again, but that's pretty good. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Good job, bro. That's how you say it, I'm correct? proud of you, bro. Yeah, I mean, bro. It's all right. I couldn't tell you how to say it. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying it right, though. Uh, hopefully, I said it right, Giannis. I apologize if I said it wrong. People been messing up my name all my life, so I, I understand. But so I'm gonna go with. Go ahead. To answer your question, I'm gonna go with James Hart, man. I mean, the type of season he's having just remarkable. He's doing something we've never seen before in our generation. I know it's just done by Will Chamberlain, but like, what are you doing right now? Night in and night out consistently is just phenomenal. And it's crazy that I'm saying this because, you know, a couple of shows back when you were giving me the hard argument about him being, you know, one of the best offensive players of, of all time. And you know, I was telling you about KD and Ending KB, which I still feel the same way as I felt, but you were speaking about how well, you know, Harden was playing offensively, and like you were saying, it's not just scoring. He's top 10 in the league in assists a game also, and I think he averages around eight assists, which is just lights out, bro. Harden is playing phenomenal. His numbers is off the chart. He's efficient, and... I just got to go with what he's doing with that Rocket team, dealing with injuries with Capella, who just recently came back. Chris Paul has been injured. And after that, man, he, he's playing with journeymen, people like Joe Green and, you know, guys like that. Yeah. And he's making this team a contender still with just him. 
pickup was really a really that's a really good pickup he very energy real high energy player and he gonna he can make real good hustle plays that could change a game at any moment so that was a quiet but good pickup for them i think um but i i personally wouldn't go with harden um before i get into my pick i do want to kind of shine some light on on paul george and why he is in the conversation because some people recognizing him you know, he in a smaller market. He is, is playing alongside of Russell Westbrook. Um, and they're number three in the West. They had a, He had a great game. Uh, they went a double overtime against uh, Utah. He hit a teardrop over Rudy Gobert. I mean, it was an epic play. Uh, very defining play of this season for him. Um, epic shot at basically at the buzzard. I mean, it's a go-ahead win uh, with that. And actually, the, prior to this season, I want to say he was either – I want to say it was, I think it's what, he was 0-4-11 in, like, either go-ahead or game-winning shots in the, in his entire really? in his entire basketball career, like his entire NBA career. This season, when he made that shot, made him three of six in go-ahead yeah. and game-winning shots just this season. So he's shooting 50% on that last second shot right now, which – it's really damn good. I mean, you got to give him his, his props. He's playing real well. I think he averaging like 27, I think 7 and 4, I want to say, um, which are pretty good numbers, MVP-like numbers, especially uh, in the West. You know, a lot of people still kind of giving the West that that dominance, and I think it's more so because of Golden State. Um, the East is clearly way better this year um, than they were in times before. So, it's a little different now. Uh, but the only thing I take away from Paul George is the fact that he had Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double for the third season. The third season. I can remember about four years ago, if it was ever heard of that anybody averaged a triple-double, they were automatically MVP. And now it's so normal for Russell Westbrook, we don't even give him the respect he deserves. <laughs> so I have to put that out there because Russell Westbrook, is averaging a triple double for the third damn time, like it's crazy how that's I so just, overlooked. I just don't like it because it looks ugly though. Like he shoot, but he shoot seven for twenty two, and he finished with twenty one points and eleven rebounds and twelve assists. And I'd be like, yeah, it's a triple double, but it'd be ugly. Like he's so inefficient, bro. It makes me cringe when I look. Like, you see his three point percentage. I think last time I looked at it, it was like 26 or something like that. It's, uh, I get it. I get it. I totally understand. But I, 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 I kind of think, and I, I hate to get on this Russell Westbrook tangent, but I kind of feel like Russell Westbrook can arguably be pound for pound the best player in the NBA. Like, pound for pound, he might be, he might be top three, top four, with what he's doing. When we look back at it, we're going to be like, damn, Russell Westbrook, because next year he might average a triple-double again, and his number's going to gonna show that. So I'm not going to get into that, because that's not my pick for MVP, because it was about to sound like it. 
My pick for MVP. It was about to sound like my pick for MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like you gotta say it like you just scored a soccer goal. That's how you gotta say it because the man just cold. He just cold, bro. Look, I watched him play earlier this season, and he had a, a pregame. You know how they do though? They they have some type of recording. They he to sit down talk with one like Rachel Nichols or somebody. You know, have one of them uh those those little videos they show before. You know, the game come on, whatever game he was about to play. I forget who he's about to play. But he was saying, you know, the game is slowing down for him and he can pick his spots. He realized now he can pick his spots and, and stuff like that. And you watch him play. And he's so he's so much in control of what happens. It's amazing to see. I, and he probably not he probably not more clearly James Harden, the most efficient player in the NBA. So I can't say he's more efficient than James Harden. He's putting up great numbers. He's getting more win shares than James Harden. That's to me, that's he's more he's more valuable to his team. And they winning more games than them. And the East isn't a bunch of scrubs anymore. You know, he even got a win against Golden State this year. We watched, we were actually doing a conference call watching the Celtics game, and some kind of way they came back and pulled that off due to his leadership. Um, we seen a whole bunch of amazing plays that he made. Um I just think this dude right now is the best player in the NBA. Right now. Now, I'm not saying he better than Kevin Durant like he just better than Kevin Durant. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying, like, right now, he the best player in the NBA. Just playing basketball, he the best for his team. KD can average 25, but Steph averaging almost 30. And uh, Boogie, I just saw Boogie averaging 20, almost 20 points right now. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean – they giving out 20-point games. You know what I'm saying? Who want a 20-point game tonight? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not saying he better than KD, LeBron, AD, but damn it, he sure is knocking. He he knocking on the door like it's about to be a, a drug raid. Like, he there. He here. And he yeah. like, I'm here. So, I'm going with Giannis, man. I, it's just hard for me to see. absolutely phenomenal. Bruh, like, Dog, he what? Right at seven foot. He got the wingspan of probably Joel and B. Uh, I mean, dog. I, I mean, I give. I, I I ain't trying to knock Harden. Hard. I just think Harden numbers are a little inflated. I, and you know, I had a lot to say about Harden. I think it's awesome what he's doing. Don't get me wrong. It's a Dan Tony system, so you kind of expected a little bit for him to have inflated numbers. I didn't expect him to pull this off, but. At the same time, they not they not winning very consistently. Um, it's like on and off, on and off. He keeping them in the hunt though, so you gotta give him that respect. You know what I'm saying? But um, he also said this. It's a little off topic, but he said to Steph Curry, and Steph Curry kind of got on the open mic with uh, Coach Bud at the All Star game and said, James said he don't wanna uh, he don't wanna be ball dominant like that. He don't wanna he don't wanna have to uh, do that. Like that no more. It's like almost like he getting tired. Like you know, he like what he doing, what he accomplishing. But he like, man, I don't want to have to keep doing this. So I know that's a yeah. lot of topic. But what you think about that? Um, I'm just fatigued, man. That stuff takes a toll on your body and your mental. You know, like you really have to carry a team. It will really break you down, man. Like, and, and I know you see it most of the time with older players. When they have these breakdowns from carrying a team, so with COVID, 
if you got a good team and blah, blah, blah. So A.B. making a spectacle of all this and, you know, demanding a trade. He actually went sat down with the owner. Um, they said it's basically time for them to part ways. Um, my first question would be, before I ask, where would he best fit? What do you think he's worth now on the market? Um, from what I'm hearing from people, that, 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 uh, I don't want to sound industry. I'm about to say that's close to the situation. There are men from people that in, you know, around. They're saying that it's going to take uh, a couple, like maybe like multiple second rounds. Mm. If Pittsburgh wants the first, um, somebody may be willing to take the risk and, and give up a late first on them. But I'm hearing they want they at least feel like they're going to get two seconds, like two second rounders, you know, two second rounders, or uh, a second and a third, a couple of thirds. But the best fit for AB, uh, I'm going to go with Indianapolis, man. You know, I feel like the coach is the best fit, you know, non-violently. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just speaking what I really genuinely think, you know. I think the coach is the best fit for opposite of T.Y.L. He can go be a number one receiver over there, even though they have a number one receiver already. He would clearly be upgrade over T.Y. But that would allow things to open up for the both of them. You can't oh, no longer double-team either one of those guys. You have a great young quarterback, a team that the offensive line is great. Everything on that offense will just go to the next level if you have a player like Antonio Brown that steps on that team, especially if Le'Veon Bell is thinking about going there too. So it's obvious Le'Veon Bell has an interest in the Indianapolis Colts. So why not Antonio Which Brown? Y'all can get into the Indianapolis Steelers, baby. We're with the Indianapolis Steelers. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Hey, I feel you. I feel you, Jeffin' for your team, bro. And honestly, it, it it makes sense. Um, they have a lot of cap space, from my understanding. I think they got the most amount of cap space coming into this next season, so they can sign a big a big free agent, uh, in the offseason. Um, so signing Antonio or trading for Antonio Brown, taking on his salary, would not be a problem for Indianapolis. Um, the the number one spot I've been hearing the most of is Green Bay. I mean, you putting him with. Awesome quarterback. Um, he clearly is good for scramble scramble drills because basically that's what Big Ben, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't all the time timing plays. You know, Big Ben hard to take down. He can make plays with his feet and with it, you know, just moving around in the pocket. So it it fits like that's the type of quarterback that helped mold Antonio Brown into being who he is. I mean, um, you know, he made a lot of great plays just off scramble drills, um, but. I would I I heard the Indianapolis thing and I kinda agree with it as well because um it's more of a need thing. I I, I think he'll be great with uh with with Green Bay, but I think Green Bay needs something else. Um and we'll get into that in a minute, but I think he fit y'all system because say y'all don't get Le'Veon, y'all got a pretty good running back. Um, y'all got a good running back core. Not just y'all starter, but y'all got good backups. Um, you got already got a good receiver over there. Uh, you add that to the mix, like you said. Um, you got a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. And you got the money yeah. to pay him. So, I mean, it, it fits. 
And then And then it's like y'all playing inside for the most part of the season. Um so right. it's like it's gonna be easier for him to stay healthy and stuff like that, and not have to worry about the elements and all that good stuff. It's just it's just gonna be a better situation. It seems to be. But the problem with that is they not trying to trade this man to nowhere in the AFC. <laughs> they don't want that man in the AFC. They want him in smart, the NFC. That's smart. That's smart. They don't want him in the AFC. So I think it's going to be leaning more towards Green Bay. I don't know a better fit in the in the NFC. I mean, I wouldn't call format for my team. Uh, I can't think of a team that could use yeah. a receiver I mean, that has a good quarterback. Because, I mean, you would say, like, Carolina needs a receiver. Or Carolina is, but it can, is Cam gonna really better get get him the ball like that? Well, what about the Forty ers Nah, I did hear the Forty ers but that's what he actually wants to play though. Like that's yeah. where he wants to go. Right, right. And I don't think I think it's a I think it's a good one. That we we gotta really see what what Jimmy G bring to the table. Um, but I think yeah. it might be it might it might be a really good idea for him to go there, but. I think he needs a personality at quarterback that can handle him. And I don't know if Jimmy G – we don't know how Jimmy G I handles agree. media and dealing with problems and a lot. We don't know about that about Jimmy G. We think he we, – we we think he's a really good quarterback on the field. Like, he, could, he has that potential. But if Antonio Brown come up in there and he on Facebook Live and talking about you ain't blah, 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 how you going to take that? How you gonna handle that as the leader of that team? How you respond is important. Exactly. How you respond to, it, it, to that 100%. So I don't know. I don't know where he gonna end up. I think it's gonna be interesting. But the funny thing to me is, no receiver really ever. I mean, well, Jerry Rice was that good, but no receiver really ever was the the catalyst to who won a championship. Like I can't remember a blockbuster receiver trade. That created that team to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, so this doesn't mean that whoever, whatever team he go to, they automatically gonna win the Super Bowl. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, we not implying that. Yeah, we we definitely not implying that. Um, but I think running back play, a, a blockbuster running back pickup, could definitely change the potential of you winning a Super Bowl, uh, which leads us into Le'Veon Bell who is now unrestricted free agent, and clearly you want him to come to <laughs> to Indianapolis. Oh, um, yeah. I can send you that question. I can send you time <laughs> yeah, on that question yeah, right so, there. <laughs> so I get that. Um, so outside of Indianapolis, since you kind of cleared that okay. part up, where do you see okay. him fitting the best? Um, Best fit for Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to go with. <laughs> you might kill me for saying this. The Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. I think will be a great fit. I'm not sure if they're the best fit because many of them have played. He's going to fit anywhere. You know, but I think Philly is a great fit for the way. They never had a dominant running back in recent years, but the way they utilized their backs, they were going to run it back by committee. Thing you know, mm-hmm. and you seen the way career was was revived when he got back. When he got over there, you know it's a good system, and I think he's really a good back. But I don't think he's the type of anywhere near the caliber back that 
levy on it. Right. But I can see their their running style is kind of similar. Except Le'Veon's just a little more patient, but he likes to run between the tackles, has the speed to go outside of the tackles, and Philly throws to their running backs a lot. Screen game, a lot of bitch passes, just to put the ball in their playmaker's hands. I think that's a great fit for Le'Veon there. And we'll give Carson Wentz his much-needed dynamic playmaker. Okay. Okay. That that And that that's your pick. Okay, you got them. Which you know I don't like that pick because I don't want to play against this man twice a year. I don't want that. Oh, I know you ain't nine, nine times out of ten, we're going to have to play them in the last game of the season next year if he was to be there, and then we got to worry about that. Like, I, that would be the most Y'all stressful games for, for me, dog. But anyway. And you're going to lose the better game. You say what? I said you're going to lose the better game. First, I ain't lose the better last time. If that's the case, we both lost because it was a tie. So. Anyway. Well, technically, you lost because my team beat your team. Well, so, I mean, you right. can't say nothing about technically if, if it wasn't a rule. So you, 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 you sound. Like, I, was about to, I was about to say something like we was talking off there. So I'm just letting it, let it go. <laughs> oh, we're. Uh, never mind. You, tell me after the show, man. I will tell, tell you. I will tell you. But as far as <laughs> as far as Le'Veon Bell, uh, now don't get me wrong. I don't think this gonna completely fix the team. But I think if they were, if this team were to add him. And some more offensive linemen. I think they'll be, they'll be something. Now you ain't gonna like this one. I just realized, but you ain't gonna like this one. The Houston oh, Texans. The knew Houston Texans. Now you got Deshaun Watson with DeAndre Hopkins with Will Fuller. If he stay healthy, if he stay healthy, Will Fuller a good second option as far as a receiver. And Le'Veon Bell. Oh, I forgot about Demarius. Oh my God, <laughs> I completely forgot. I forgot, man. He told. Hopefully, he recovering well from that uh, Achilles uh, that he got. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, bro, that even add a whole another element. Lord have mercy. So you add that, you put all that in one mix, and you maybe get a little bit better on that offensive line. You talking about some trouble. Man, you talking about it's funny how we picked how we picked. Pick team, pick division rivals. Yeah, like and it wasn't no purpose for me. I, I don't know if it was on purpose for you, but it definitely wasn't no purpose for me. Um but I think that's a man, you talking about some triplets, like they always say triplets. Triplets, you know, triplets, triplets. That's a that's some triplets for you right there. Cause you talking about you how you handle that. Like, how you handle that. Sean Watson, Le'Veon Bell, and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, man, man, I ain't lying. I don't they know what they're gonna do. They better get an offensive line with that money, with whatever money they got. You, you right, but they could draft. I mean, look at what y'all drafted this year. I mean, I know you don't, you don't get a Quentin Nelson every year, but they yeah, could, I was about to say that. Yeah. You, you could draft pretty good, and you know, if you can draft well, you can find you a pretty good offensive lineman coming out. And really coach him up right, I think that'll be something to uh, look into. But then we we all know we got to go back to your squad because y'all got the cap space. And the man looking for a check. He looking for a check. And y'all got Bro, he, he liked Andrew Lutcher when he was talking about the, the coach and Le'Veon Bell. Like, he commented on it. It was like, imagine, imagine what that would be like. Bruh. What? Bro, I think no, y'all got a better go. chance of getting him than Antonio. I do. I just don't. I just one thing I'm gonna tell you about my organization. My general manager don't like to spend big. 
We understand things. So I don't know, you know, what his plans is. I just know that he's gonna use we're gonna resign a couple couple guys, so that, that hundred and eight probably will go somewhere after we resign our own free agents it'll be somewhere around seventy five, eighty, maybe. Um, but we definitely have the money to sign anybody, even a couple anybody's that we want. But I just don't know how much he's going to, to risk. He's not really into he the the spinning big on free agents, he believes in drafting them and grooming them up, keeping your own, resigning them, you know, things like right. that. So I don't really see it. I can see a team like the Jets offering the bag. They got the second most cap space, I believe. Yeah, and I heard about that too. They, they're going to offer the bag, man. I can see it right now. So if I had to predict where he would be, where he's going, I would go with the Jets. Who do you think? Honestly, that's what I've been hearing too. I don't like it for him. Um, I feel like he gonna he gonna wait he gonna waste away over there. Yep. Um, it seems like running backs go there to die. Or am I tripping? Uh, Matt Forte, Curtis Martin. Uh, who else went over there? Uh, Le, uh, Ladanian Thompson. Yep. He don't need to go there. That's yep. what somebody told me about Big Lots. That's what fool go to die. <laughs> fool go to die at big lots. That's the big lots of the NFL for running backs. Big shout out to big lots, big lots. If you want to sponsor this podcast, you can contact me. A qualified shot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hey. didn't get removed off the show, you know. I love big lots. I just heard that somebody said that to me. I love big lots. I just don't buy too much food from there, but I buy a lot of the other stuff. So. You know, shout out to Big Lots. You want to know something even? You want to know something even crazy? I didn't even know Big Lots sold food. <laughs> and you talk about me? I'm a, I'm a customer of Big Lots. Just know my money good with y'all, okay? <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know that. Shout out to Big Lots one more time. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't know, man. I I I I think that's probably where he. I don't know if that's where he end up because I think. I think he gonna want he gonna want some competition for this on, on who trying to take him. I don't think he just gonna go with the biggest price tag. I, I don't think. Oh, you he think wins. he wants to win too? Yeah, I do think he want to win, man. Like that dude, a great player, man. You know that 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 type of stuff solidify your career when you actually win. So, I mean, he but all great players make don't better. care about winning, though. Huh? So all great players don't care about winning, though. To That's be honest, true. Some people take the bag. Carmelo Anthony was a great player, but he took the bag. And clearly, he had a chance to go win, or at least try to win, and put himself in position to win. He took the bag, which I'm not mad at him. You know, I can't, I'm never mad at a person for whatever decision they choose to make. But you got to live that, live with that decision and own it and accept responsibility for, for a decision you make. <sighs> this man here trying to throw me off when we coming up. Towards the end of the show. This what this what he, I just I just want y'all to understand something. Just want y'all all my all the listeners. Y'all know how if you done listen to this show more than three times, you done heard something about what I you you know something about how I feel about Carmelo and and this man here purposely. Let me tell y'all something. Like my grandfather said, he meddling. He, he, he cut that meddling out. Shit, that's what my grandfather would say. Cut that meddling out. You're meddling, boy. That's that's type of stuff my grandfather. That's what he's doing right now. He meddling everybody. He being messy. You know what I'm saying? Look, 
ain't got nothing bad to say about you right now, Camilo. You know what I'm saying? I just let you know, out of respect, I'm going to just keep it moving, dog. This man here playing games, I'm going to keep it pushing. Uh, <laughs> whew, whew. We got to open rock. We got to open rock. Hey, we, Carmelo, we good, B. We good where we at with you, B. You know what I'm saying? I, we I, I, I all we're good. We're good. We're not good. We not, we're good. not good. That's why we're in tenth place. But so we we not, good. we not good, but we good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. We good. I don't care on any of your slang you're presenting here. Oh, okay, no. I, you know, okay. So, okay, since since you want to say, it, I'm gonna I'm go Kevin Gates. I will refrain from using colloquialism. I will. Oh <laughs> my god. You know about Kevin Gates, oh, but Mellow, we, Mellow, we good. We good, bro. Come on, Mellow, baby. portray him to have. That's that's more so what I think. As far as a basketball player. I mean, outside of that, I don't have I don't no judgments think, on it. You know what I'm saying? I don't saying? think people portray him to have high value, though. I don't think that's why he's not trying to. That's why he's on the street right now. Well, because nobody knows the value of high. See, now, now we're getting into it. Okay, so I think it's more so I felt like she spoke an epiphany to me and oh helped me to God. realize that maybe I've been overrating this man his entire career. Oh, here we go. Here I, we you go. wanted this. You wanted this. I, I, didn't, I ain't write nothing about Carmelo. I ain't write. I ain't got Carmelo on no part of my sheet. There are stuff that I was going to talk about. None of it. I wasn't going to talk about it. And this is our weekly segment where we bash <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. What do you buy? Okay, moving forward, dog. Let's talk about somebody who really who really did something bad in sports, in a sense. Oh, my God. Uh, and I'm going to start it by saying the meme that I saw of Robert Kraft. And it said under it, like he was talking to a woman, and it said, girl, come over here and deflate these balls. Uh, Robert Kraft, <laughs> Robert, Robert Kraft uh, got caught for soliciting prostitution. Uh, Shia, can you please tell him how much money Robert Kraft was willing to pay? To solicit prostitution, please. Well, Mr. Robert Crafty, <laughs> we're spending eighty dollars to solicit prostitution. Eighty dollars. Robert Craft for twenty. Robert Craft. Robert Crafty. I go. Your new name's Robert Nasty. First of all, Robert Nasty. That's that's your new name, bro. Eighty dollars. You were freaking billionaire. And you're spending eighty dollars, four twenty, ten eight dollar bill. What are you doing? What are you doing, Robert Kraft? Robert Kraft, I want you to go take a long look in the mirror and tell me what you see. You see a nasty man, a very very nasty man. Don't think we gonna forgive you just because you be hanging out with me, Bill, and you got me out of jail. You got some brownie points with that, but you you're a nasty man. And I always hated the Patriots, so I couldn't wait to slam them. Oh my God! That's where all this animosity is coming from. Yeah, I was waiting. You always cheated. I hold was up, your whole hold on, hold on. Your whole organization is full of cheats. Firegate, the slate balls, 
just was in the media about prison reform with Meek Mill and how he's working to help people not go to prison or stay out of prison or get out of prison. And he going to do something to basically put himself in trouble where he could, he probably ain't going to go to prison behind that because of who he is. But the other people that he fighting for would definitely go to prison behind what he did. Um, And look, I ain't, I'm not about to defend Robert Kraft. I'm not. I, I, I think I think Robert Kraft was very uh, out of pocket for this. He was in the wrong. He was definitely in the wrong type of place for his stature of person. Um, from my understanding, I heard it on on ESPN. I was vaguely listening to it. Uh, something about a massage parlor that he like, it was like $40 for the massage and then he dropped the other two twenty to get the extra. And I'm like, you playing for <laughs> for you paying for $40 worth of action basically? Like, for, for yeah, like, yeah, like $40 worth. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a billionaire and I really don't want somebody to find out something, I wouldn't go to a massage parlor to do it. But I ain't a billionaire, so that's why I don't. I guess I don't know how to think like a billionaire. Cause I ain't one, so <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe he was feeling himself a little too much after doing the Meek Mill thing. I don't. I don't know, uh, Robert, bro. You know, I, bro. You nasty, nasty, nasty. Robert nasty. <laughs> I don't know what the thinking. Not Robert Kraft or Robert Kraft is Robert Nash. Bruh, that, I'm done that, with you. You're disgusting. That, that is crazy. So, look, before we end the show, bruh, I do want to ask you this. I want, I, want, I want you to, one, I want you to make sure, before we leave, before we get off this show, I want you to make sure that that same tweet that we put out the other day that you kind of referenced in the beginning, I want you to make sure you announce that on this show as well. Um, just in case nobody, just in case they didn't read our tweets. I want to make sure you you make make sure you put that out there, um that that stuff that you reported that you that you originally reported. I want you to put it out there so they can hear your voice said. But two, before you do that, we gotta just throw this in the mix. I I know it ain't on the rap sheet. We ain't talk about it. Rap sheet. Um, I I always hate when you you stray away from what we talked about. We're gonna talk about. Go ahead. Y'all it's the, hey, it's hey, the it's, look. Everybody saying Kyrie and Kevin Durant going to the Knicks. What you think they chances are of going to the Brooklyn Nets? Man, nobody talks about that, bro. That's why nobody I brought it up. Nobody talks about that. I do believe that they will go. Well, I don't feel like they. I don't know about Kyrie. I'm not sure. But from what I'm hearing, what everybody else is saying, I think Durant pretty much a lot. But. If they want to play in New York, like you said, there's two teams in New York, and people act like it's just the Knicks that's in New York. I mean, I know Brooklyn's only been there for, what, about five seasons, I mean, something like that range. But, you know, they're fairly new. So, you know, people forget about them, but they're probably going to have the same amount of cap space or somewhere close to it as the Knicks. 
I think Jimmy Butler wants to go play for somewhere in New York, whether mm-hmm. it be Brooklyn or the Knicks. And nobody's talking about that either, but I guess when you could get Durant and Kyrie, you know, there's no need to even discuss Jimmy Butler. Right. But I, I think they, I think he ends up probably with Brooklyn. I think Durant ends up with the Knicks, but I think uh, nobody's really sure about who Kyrie's going to do. But I think he's doing a good job of throwing people off, just like how he mentioned he pieced it up with LeBron. He knew that was going to start speculation. Well, Kyrie maybe returning to join LeBron, you know, in L.A., a reunion or whatever. He's doing a good, He was talking to Durant about the New York thing. Well, that's what people say they were talking LeBron. about, allegedly. Yeah, so I think he's playing chess with the media right now. Just keeping you pretty off balance with what he's trying to do. Who knows? Maybe he even resigned with Buckley. So Buckley in the beginning of the year, if you guys will have me back, I'd love to be back. He did a commercial. Talking yeah. with his dad, saying he wanted to get his number retired. You know, he wants to be the reason no one wants this number again. So Notice. he's doing a lot of different things. Notice you don't so see that commercial too much no more. Nah, I think they cut the budget on that commercial, boy. So uh, you pieced it up with LeBron. I think they, I think Boston said the word. Danny Ainge said the word. Hey man, take that off the shelf, man. You're not running that no more. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on, but I think Kyrie's doing. That's I think how it's supposed to be done. You know, you, you want to keep people off off balance, so they can't really lock you into a specific situation. I think Durant is doing the exact opposite. He's letting these New York rumors, you know, just linger. He's not really addressing it. He's not really flirting with other teams, you know, to, to start speculation about that. He's just kind of just, okay, don't ask me about it no more. All right, I'm not talking about it. Which I'm sure Golden State likes that because, you know, you keep the focus on the team and it's not a circuit situation. But people just pretty much ruling Golden State. Just out of contention as far as resigning Durant, which I don't think the case is at all. I personally do. But I will say this. I, I will say this. One, Durant, like he said, he just want to play ball. And he, he's damn good at it. So I respect that. I think he let him get a little on this skin. He a little thin skin. But other than that, he, he, it don't affect how he play. Uh, it don't matter how aggravating they are to him. You'll never, you'll never think it's because if he play bad, it's because of the media. Because really, he don't play bad. It's just how it go. But there's something that I don't think nobody saying either. If I brought up the next thing, but people forget Kyrie learned how to do this from the best at it, LeBron James. LeBron James played the same game with the media, control the narrative, Kyrie. When he called LeBron and quote-unquote apologized, and they probably had a conversation at some point about this whole free agency thing and how to handle it, Control the narrative, young man. When you control yep. it, it's gonna go how you want it to go, and you can put, you can place it wherever you want. And nobody's saying that about it because you know they not, they don't want to really correlate them too like that. But he learned from this man. This man that went through that type of stuff while playing with oh, yeah. Kyrie. Speaking on LeBron, so that's an interesting aspect of it. He know how to manipulate the media, mm-hmm. and he learned from one of the best. So. Keep that in mind. But I'm going to let you go ahead and break your news again, even though it's already been broken by more than just us and not giving us the credit for it. So go ahead. 
I'm let you put that. Oh, okay, right. okay. You, okay. you want me to? You want me to read the official official That's that's perfectly fine. I, just, I mean, I just I just sum, summarize the situation. You, uh, well, I just give the summary. I just give the summary. Um, the charges were former charges. Assistant D line coach uh, Eric Henderson has signed a multi year contract to be the D line coach of the Los Angeles Rams. I think that's a pretty big move. Uh, Eric's been successful throughout his whole career, coaching wise thus far. And to say he shot up the ladder in five years, I think is absolutely amazing. I'm extremely proud of the guy and all that he's accomplished with all everything he's been through in the past, especially with his family and his playing career, not going, you know, the way he would have liked it to go. And I told him, you know, a lot of times, you know, you can't understand why God's putting you through something. You just have to trust the process, Joel and B voice, and just watch the situation develop. And now, your playing career was cut short, but you found a whole new passion that you never knew you had because of the situation. So sometimes you just got to just let God work, man, not question it. Just continue to be humble, keep working, and things will work itself out for you, man. Well, definitely congratulations to him just to put it out there because our insider, Rashad McGinnis, didn't say that he was the first to report it, but I'm going to say it for him. He was the first to put this out there. He broke that news. Just want to put it out there. Yeah. Have to give credit where credit is due. And again, congratulations to, to Mr. Eric Henderson. Do it. You're gonna do an I'll awesome job humble. this year, bro. Hope y'all make it to the Super Bowl. Hope y'all win a Super Bowl this year, so you can get boosted up even more, bro. All yeah, wishes and good things to y'all. Unless y'all go play the Cowboys in the playoffs, and then you know. For me, just kind of tell them to fall back a little bit. We don't need an Aaron oh, Donald, yeah, no, no. Dak Prescott collision. We don't need none of those. You tell Aaron Donald to fall back, we got. Just let us get it. But anyway, either way, big dog, I'm happy for you, bro. I'm happy for you. And you just know it's all support from us. It's all. It's going to always be all support from us. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, that will conclude our show. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all like, share, comment, question us, get on us. If y'all want to call, hit us up about Mellow, like y'all do shy, hit me up. I'm the one that got all the words. Hit me up. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot to say about that. But anyway, thank y'all again. Shot, you got something for the people? I uh, just want to say thank you, man. Continue to support us. We appreciate you. We can't call y'all fans because y'all are supporters. We appreciate everything you do to support this podcast, whether it's just retweeting a tweet or liking a post or anything. Just we appreciate all of it. We see all of it. We talk about all of it. We talk to each other for hours. We put a lot of work in to try to make this thing go. And in 2019, we have some huge things planned. We actually had one great thing just happen today that we're going to try to build upon and Hopefully, if this goes according to plan, 2019 is going to be a great year for unqualified sports. We, we trust in the process, people. We'll see y'all. Y'all stay tuned. <laughs>